My name is Maggie. I am 30 years old. My name is Stan. I am 35 years old. My name is Aaron. I'm 37 years old. My name is Cece. I'm 44 years old. My name is Laura. I'm 37 years old. My name is Shannon. I'm 48 years old. My name is Trish. I'm 49 years old. I'm Ellen. I'm 41 years old. My name is Karen. I am 50 years old. My name is Kathleen. I am 60 years old. I am an adult Irish dancer. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the fifth episode of the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. My name is Jen Clark. I am your host. Again, so happy to be here. This is one of the highlights of my week right now. Just, you know, on a personal note, um, I am just starting up my own digital media company after spending about 15 years on uh, FM radio with my husband. We had a, a morning show and we traveled to different states and did it at different radio stations. And right now I'm kind of in a transition point of my life where I am transitioning into a different career. I'm also transitioning um, to a different part of the country. I'm moving to Arizona from Michigan next week. And this podcast has absolutely been the highlight of my week. It's something I look forward to so much um, because it's something that I try to talk to people about. And, you know, if they're not an adult Irish dancer or an Irish dancer at all or an Irish dance parent, you know, they they kind of tune out after a while. And I understand, you know, it's it's nice to have this audience here of people that want to talk about it. And every single interview I've done so far, I feel like I could talk to these adult Irish dancers and Irish dance teachers, I feel like I could talk to them for hours. So um, again, thanks for being here. This is the best part of my week for sure. Um, But yeah, really happy to be back for a fifth week here on the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. You can find us online at adultirishdancepodcast.com. You can email us there. You can find us on Facebook. Um, One of the things I wanted to talk about this week before we get to our interview, and I'm so excited about our interview this week, Jennifer is calling in from Scotland. She runs the Irish Dance Village, and she does high-intensity interval training or HIT classes for adult Irish dancers. She teaches adult Irish dancers. So excited to talk to her. It's going to be really great. That's coming up in a few minutes. But one of the things I wanted to talk about this week is I'm part of a free Irish dancewear Facebook group. The page is called Free Irish Dancewear Rehomed and Restyled. Talk about a wonderful place to go for Irish dancewear that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg because that is a constant point of contention that comes up on this podcast is the cost of Irish dance. And for a lot of people, the cost has literally stopped them from doing it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. My parents could not afford it once it came time to buy school dresses when I was a kid for myself and my sister. And that's when we had to quit, Um, you know, between lessons, school dresses, feshes, it just, it wasn't in the cards. And I worked four part-time jobs in college, not only to pay for college, but also to pay for Irish dance. And I realized, wow, no wonder they couldn't afford it. Like this is crazy expensive. And I guess that's why I have such a soft spot in my heart for the free Irish dance wear Facebook page. Basically you can give away your Irish dance gear, whether it be shoes or dresses or wigs. And, you know, the only money exchanged is through shipping. Now that is something to keep in mind that depending where you're shipping from, shipping can be expensive. But when you don't have the added cost of the product on top of that, I I love it. And one of the things that has just literally almost moved me to tears is to see people giving away their Irish dance dresses. 
And one of the first posts on here is from Laura Flanagan, who is one of the admins. She says, I just want to say thank you to all of our givers and receivers. It fills my heart to read your post. It's wonderful to see things get new life. Thank you, everyone. And I think that's how you'll feel when you go on this Facebook page. But this was something that I saw this week, and it just it made me emotional. And I don't know why. Um, I, probably some sort of odd childhood trauma, but um, Erin posted, she said, my niece's decision to wear a waistcoat, vest, and trousers was met with such enthusiasm that she wants for me to return the favor and pay it forward by donating her last solo dress. It's a bit dated, missing a few stones and some stitches, but lots of life left. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful dress. And I love the fact that people are finding ways to repurpose solo dresses because I don't know about you, the older I get, I'm 38 now, I'll be 39 this fall. The older I get, um, you know, the less material stuff I want around me. I, that so applies to Irish dance. That's what people are doing now. They are repurposing old dresses. And, you know, just looking at this gorgeous dress that Erin posted that her niece is giving away. There's so much potential with it. And I, I can't sew to save my life. I was in Girl Scouts. I learned how to sew a button. That was it. I wish I could sew. Maybe it's something I'll learn later in life. But my sister actually makes her own clothes. She sews a lot. And she's done some things to my Irish dance dresses in the past for me. And this dress that Erin posted that she's giving away for free, I mean, I can already see. You know, you take the sleeves off, make the sleeves sheer. Um, you know, you could do something with the collar, but the collar is fine. Maybe an overlay on the skirt. I mean, it's just so cool to see the way people are repurposing old dresses instead of jumping right in to buying a new one. Now, to be fair, I totally understand how much we all want our own custom-made solo dress. Like, we all want that dress that, you know, we can spend money on and that we can design from the bottom up. But, you know, for the most part, you can really find something that you might like and repurpose it. And it's so cool that people are doing this. I love that people are giving stuff away. I know I gave away an old wig on here. I'm about to give away another one before I move. But people are so receptive to, to this. And if you would have told me in... 1997 or whatever year it was that I became obsessed with Irish dance and Lord of the Dance and River Dance. If you would have told me that, hey, you know, um, in 24 years, there's going to be free Irish dancewear Facebook pages where people give stuff away for free, I would have told you that you are crazy because that just that would have never occurred to me. And it was so expensive and it really was, it was for, you know, more well-off families, especially when I was younger. So I, I can't describe how much I love that people are doing this. And I also found out on this page that people are starting to repurpose wigs. And I would love to talk to somebody. If you know how to do that, you can email me at info at adultirishdancepodcast.com. You can find me online, adultirishdancepodcast.com and contact me there. But People are starting to repurpose wigs. And to me, that's like even more mind-blowing than repurposing a solo dress, you know, taking sleeves off and putting skirts on and, and making them longer. And that's incredible to me. And, and this is such a great site for that. Because talk about something, you know, we may not all have used old solo dresses, but most of us have a used wig somewhere that's probably in a plastic bag, not well taken care of, uh, may even become a cat toy. I know uh, my cats found my old wig once and had quite the day with it. It was pretty funny. Um, but there are people on this page that repurpose these wigs, and that is just so cool to me. I would love to talk to somebody who repurposes Irish dance wigs and how you do it, because I just think that's so cool. 
It's also a great page for shoes as well. And it's not specific to adult Irish dancers. It's just Irish dancers in general. So a lot of the shoes obviously are kid sizes because kids grow up so fast and they grow out of their shoes. But a lot of parents just want them to go to another dancer. And that's so incredible to me because, you know, growing up, the dance schools I danced for, you know, this was before, I mean, we had the internet, but you used it for like email and there were a couple of, you know, like encyclopedia sites and, and, and chat sites and that was pretty much it. So you had to get dresses and shoes within your school from other dancers. And if you weren't part of a school, you couldn't partake in that. So that's another reason that I just love this page. Again, it's called Free Irish Dancewear Rehomed and Restyled if you want to check it out. I mean, there are people just giving away solo dresses. And, you know, whether you dance or you have a child who Irish dances as well, there is something on here for everybody. And you can do so much with these gorgeous dresses. And, you know, I'm a big fan of the idea of um, less waste, more reusing. And this is a great place for it. So huge props to Laura, one of the admins. And and if there are any other admins, um, major props to you for the free Irish dancewear rehomed and restyled Facebook page. Because even though I'm not really in the market for anything, I love keeping an eye on it. And I love having it as a place to go when I want to get rid of some of my stuff. And, you know, after a while, are you really upset if you don't make money off it? I mean, I know my solo dresses, um, none of them are in real shape to charge quite a bit of money for. But if somebody wanted to take it and do something with it, they could really make it gorgeous. So um, that's a great place to, to check out uh, Free Irish Dancewear Rehomed and Restyled Facebook page. It's a private group. It's got about a 1,000 members on Facebook, but it's a wonderful place to be. And I just think it is so wonderful that people are willing to give away their Irish dancewear, their wigs, their shoes, their their dresses, their daughter's dresses, their son's waistcoats. I mean, people are willing to give them away just in exchange for shipping. And that's a wonderful place, I think, for Irish dance to be as a whole. So bravo to this Facebook page. Go check it out. Next, we're going to be talking to Jennifer Hogan Roxborough. She is the creator of Irish Dance Village. She teaches adult Irish dancers. And um, she's going to talk to us a little bit about fitness for Irish dancers and adult Irish dancers and how important that is coming up on the Adult Irish Dancer Podcast. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. So happy to have you back for another week. I think we're on week five. I've already lost track. That's kind of a good thing, I think. But we're so happy to have Jennifer Hogan Roxborough on the show today. Jennifer is in Scotland. Jennifer, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. I'm really good today. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful, funny, cold day over here. <laughs> and I'm just so delighted to be able to talk to you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Just before we started the interview, we started talking about the weather in Scotland. And, and we could have talked about the weather forever. It was hilarious. <laughs> We're good at that. We're good at that. As Brits, we like to talk about the weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good topic, though. You know, it's not real polarizing. Mm. You know, everybody can talk about the weather. So that's a, that's a good thing yeah. to talk about. So Jennifer, yeah. um, why don't you introduce Introduce yourself. Tell everybody um, what you do for a living and how you're involved in Irish dance. Of course. So I run the Irish Dance Village, which is an online global community for Irish dancers. We run courses and classes. So that's kind of where I am just now, deep into this online existence, because lockdown has had a huge impact. Like for everybody, we've had to pivot 
our businesses and it's been a strange year <laughs> it's been an amazing year but oh hasn't it been tough my goodness me it has um, been weird yeah so strange so yes where I am now is so different to where I started off so I was 11 part of the river dance um crew when you like joined and saw on tv Eurovision yeah. I'm part of that kind of a generation of Irish dancers and so I was so keen and wanted to get involved and I think the first thing that the teacher said to my mum was she's too old she'll never compete oh no oh my gosh <laughs> and I don't I know isn't that funny and here we are now talking about adult Irish dancers so I don't think my mum told me that at the beginning but it, it kind of came out so I think that really stuck with me this you'll never compete so I never I did compete I did and I've done the curly hair and the, you know, socks versus tights. You know, we've had that chat on an earlier podcast. Um, and I, I did all that, got my big heavy dress, still hanging in my wardrobe. <laughs> so I kind of did that, but I knew it wasn't where my heart lay. I knew I really resonated with Irish dance. I really connected with it. I've got Irish family. It's a cultural thing as well. But there was always something about it. The competition side wasn't for me. So as I grew up and went to university, I went to the University of St Andrews in Fife in Scotland, and it led me to the Dance Society there. And I remember asking the, the leader, the president of the Dance Society, you know, is there an Irish dance class? I'd really like to join it. And she said, no, but do you want to teach it? <laughs> and that, I was like, yeah, okay, I, I can do this, this sort of brave naivety of a, a 20 year old but yeah of course I can teach <laughs> what <laughs> so that's kind of how I started teaching was at the dance society peers teaching peers uh, a lovely community and I, I kind of started focusing on this performance Irish dance vibe um, obviously we didn't have any competitions to go to as a, a society class uh, but we did have an end of year show and the end of your show was our big goal and I got maybe 20 of us up to a place where we could perform something I think from Lord of the Dance I can't remember but our own choreography and you know that night I felt like Dean Butler oh. I mean it was amazing <laughs> and that's what we all wanted to feel like when we were part of that generation you wanted to be totally. the lead dancer I I totally remember that feeling I was like I can do this and I was like 13 you know <laughs> mm-hmm mm-hmm so I was um, I was on stage living my best life and it was funny because my mum and dad drove through to watch the show and my dad said to me, oh, I didn't know you could dance like that. You know, he'd <laughs> seen me do my jigs and my reels and my hornpipes and all that at fesh and standing around in, in hallways and watching me dance with my wee number on my dress. But I don't think he'd seen me dance with my heart, with my passion, with me as a performer. Um, so that, that kind of resonated with me again and and so I went down this path of becoming a performance Irish dancer. And, and I don't think many of us were out there at the time, apart from the professionals, you know, the, the real guys up on stage. Yeah. Um, and so I launched a, a trip we're called Seamshire. We're a performance Irish dance troupe. And we went on to become an award-winning Irish dance troupe. We went on to perform at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe several years. We, we did weddings and uh, corporate events and stag do's and hen do's, everything. So I'm definitely a performance Irish dancer. That's where my heart lies and then the other side of that is is teaching adults I started teaching you know 18 year olds and I still teach 18 year olds and that, that's where and and 40 year olds you know and um, they've grown up with me yeah um so so yeah it's 
for me, it's, it's always been about teaching adults, building them up, giving them the confidence, the courage to get on stage and to have their Jean Butler moment. Oh yes. my gosh, I love that. I feel like that should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> their, get, find your Jean Butler moment. I love that. Um, and, yeah. I, and I love what you said because I think, um, you know, so many things happen in our childhood that oddly shape who we are as adults. I mean, I'm, I'm 38 and there are so many things I can think of that happened when I was a kid that have mm-hmm. shaped who I am today, whether for good or bad. And it, you, at the time, mm-hmm. you don't realize it. But like you said, you know, just a teacher telling your mom, you know, she'll never compete because she's too old. That I, it sounds like that really shaped your desire to um, not only become an adult Irish dancer, you know, to a point, I would say, <laughs> to become an yeah. adult Irish dancer and to teach adult Irish dancers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you're right. People and teachers, and I take that responsibility very seriously now. I, I do teach children, but I specialize in teaching adults. Careful what you say. Yes. You know, we don't ever say things like, oh, this is an easy step, you'll get it. We, I say this is a, a simpler version. We have a more complex version. The language you use can be, it can have a big impact. And I think you need to really be careful um, about what impact you're, you're having. You know, if you're not building someone up, you're breaking them down. Yes. So we need to be mindful of that as teachers. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, you know, I had a, a fesh with my dancers that I teach, and I, I have only two adults um, that I teach, and the rest are um, all, I think, under 15. But we had mm-hmm. a fesh this past weekend, and it was not a great fesh for any of us, myself included. I, I placed fourth mm-hmm. in prelims and was not happy with it, and I was dancing against... 15 year olds, which is always tough as an adult, but, um, it's same thing, you know, my, I had none of my dancers really placed how they wanted to. And I had to really choose my words carefully because mm-hmm. I didn't want them to think they did anything wrong. You know, I didn't want to say, well, you got to practice more. You know, I said, it, it's a, this was a mm-hmm. tough fashion. You did your best, but you're so right. You have to choose your words carefully. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that's one of the things that has never appealed to me is having to deal with the, the, very difficult side of being at a competition yes you know when you don't place where you don't get um reach your targets or your goals or the there's so much resilience that needs to be built up in such young minds and even as older 38 year old minds yeah you know to, to be able to deal with that is huge and I think from the beginning I was like okay that's not for me I definitely want to be as positive as possible yes and in a kind of consistent manner and I think the performance element um that we really lean into allows for that a lot more you have yes you've got critics sitting in the audience but really it's going to be your mom and dad and your best mates and you're going to be at a show and people are going to be there they want you to do well and when you're on a show they want to be entertained they want to have this amazing experience with you uh so you're starting off in such a positive place. I think that's why I was really drawn to to teaching performance and performing myself. 
Oh yeah, and that's that's so true. And you know, too, it's it's the same thing with competitions, but unfortunately, you know, the outcome is not quite the same. Like I, you know, I always tell them whether it's a competition or it's a performance, I say the people in the audience do not know what you're doing and they think what you're doing is really cool. So they yeah. don't they don't know if you mess up unless you like fall flat on your face. And I said, trust me, even mm-hmm. if you fall, they will clap for you. I've been there before. Mm-hmm. Like they will they'll clap for you. But I said, even you know, in competition competition, your parents and your best friends and your family, they don't know what you're doing. They just want to watch you do it. And, and it's so hard then for you to place badly because, you know, I had a, I had a beginner dancer crying and, you know, I, I, I just let her cry. You know, I'm not going to tell her not to cry because she's way too young to handle those emotions. I said, you know, we'll just, we'll try again next time. But in same thing, her mom said, well, I thought she did really good. And I said, she did. She was just up against really, really great dancers. So you're so right though, that they want you to succeed. And then that's, that's the part of competition. That's so hard is even when you do your best, it's not always your best, but yeah, performance Irish dances. I think it's, it's a lot healthier for a lot of people. I mean, some people are naturally competitive and that's great and they can handle it, but I do like the performance side so much better. I totally agree with you with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For mindset. And I think a lot of where Irish dance is going now, or at least recognizing, is that well-being and your mindset is as important as the cross-training that people are now starting to discover, yes. along um, with just the actual being in class and doing your steps. There's so much more to Irish dance now than there was when when we were we. So, like, I remember going up to a dance class and going straight in and doing my jump two threes. Now, there's no way I would let any dancer come into my studio and not do the the warm-up. We warm up as a team at the beginning of every single class. And that has been something that's been a huge shift for, for me. I, I've always known that there was something not quite right, but I didn't know what it was. So I decided to educate myself. I trained nearly 10 years ago now as a fitness instructor because I recognize that there's something not right with, with just jumping straight into to bouncing about so the warm-up the cool down the types of stretches and when that was something I really wanted to to get to grips with and and be educated and be able to help my dancers educate themselves as well so our warm-ups now are there's consistently this the same thing every week we we don't bounce about to start with we warm up our joints we warm up our muscles we look after ourselves um, with the warm-up it's just such an important way because I think most people didn't know that you needed to warm up and now we're kind of getting to a place where most people do um, but I'm also I'm a bit concerned about the way that some some people are warming up oh and yeah. I I will absolutely admit that I am guilty of that in my dance classes <laughs> um, we we just got and, and you know with the adults um, a lot of them are just coming from work so sometimes we don't have time to warm up you know it's like hey let's get into dance before we lose the entire class but with the kids and I, this I, I always feel bad about this but when we did stretch and when we did warm up it was kind of their opportunity to goof around and we would end up wasting 25 minutes of a 45 minute class. And I said, okay, now just stretch before you come in. You you know what to do. And I, I've always felt bad about that. And I've always said like, you make sure you stretch, you know, you cannot. And I'm, I went into a fesh once without stretching and strained a muscle in my calf. And on the first step of my reel, I mean, I, it would just, it just popped. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, this is exactly why 
you have to warm up and yeah. you have to stretch. And, and that's another reason that I really wanted to talk to you this week because I saw you mm. post on um, the Adult Irish Dancers Facebook page about um, a high-intensity in- interval training program that you do virtually yeah. for adult Irish dancers through Irish Dance Village. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, of course. So as I mentioned, I'm a fitness instructor as well as an Irish dance teacher. And for me, warming up safely and effectively has been a priority for, for over 10 years now because I recognize that when I was younger, you know, we just went straight into the hall and just started dancing. Yep. And maybe that's okay when you're a wee thing and you can jump about, but as adults for injury prevention, um, warm up is non-negotiable part of my class. So the first six minutes of every class is devoted to a warm up that's going to prepare your muscles and your body for the activity you're about to do. So it takes six minutes for your body to get to a position that um, that is warm and safe enough to do the, the crazy things that we do in <laughs> Irish dancing. So the HIT class kind of came out of a development of that. So cross-training is now being recognized a lot more by teachers that we need to train the entire body. It can't just be training your steps to be so specific in your body to do just Irish dance steps. We need to look after the the muscle groups, train them, get some muscle memory kicking in there. Um, and so the HIT class is designed to incorporate fitness elements. So we might do some squat springs and then the next, and then you get 15 seconds recovery. And then the next um, circuit, if you like, the next exercise we'll do will be some jump to three. So that's just a very basic example of what we do. Sure. But the idea is that you're building your stamina, you're building up muscle strength, and power we work on stabilization and uh, mobilization and flexibility and core strength and all these things that you need to have at your fingertips at your skill set to be a really strong and a safe Irish dancer so you're not getting those injuries over and over again yes so building a really strong body that can handle the pressure of Irish dance because it is a high impact sport and so you need to train in a high impact way but in a safe way yeah. And that's that's exactly what we talked about on the podcast last week when we talked about injuries. So many people, myself included, I mean, my my right ankle might as well not even be there. I mean, I've, I've been rolling it since I was playing sports in high school, and that was the common theme of all the adult Irish dance injuries were mm-hmm. that they just keep happening over and over again. And you're so right. And, um, you know, just on a personal, personal note, I can't recommend HIT workouts enough because um, mm-hmm. I I used to run marathons and that was not necessarily great for my body. I had to quit that um, due to injury. And the, the tough thing with that is it, it's a lot like dance. Like once you injure yourself, it's hard to get better without completely stopping. And then you start again and sometimes it happens again. So you're right. You know, we mm-hmm. have to build ourselves up in every way possible. And I love HIIT workouts because um, I think – with a lot of exercise and workouts, people are, and, and, you know, even people who love to exercise are always looking forward to the break. And that's the nice thing about mm-hmm. HIT is there is a break coming and you know it. And you, you get to take, yeah. like you said, 15 seconds to breathe and get ready for the next one. And that's, I, I'm, I, actually really looking forward to taking one of your classes because I I'd love to have you along. I think that's great. I mean, you touch on a really important thing there is that HIT class, it's, it's just 30 minutes. So it's quick, it's convenient, it, it, it gets results. 
And because this class, I don't think anyone else is doing it, and apologies if, if they are, but I don't think anyone else is doing so focused on doing an exercise really, really well. And then you've got that recovery time. Yes. And then you're straight into an Irish dance move. So the, the class is set up to be 10 minutes uh, warm up, dynamic stretch, and workout. 10 minutes of hit and then we've got five minutes I think at the end of lower intensity stuff so it's starting to cool down and then we do a kind of yoga inspired I'm not a yoga teacher but a yoga inspired cool down flow deep stretches so it's it's a perfect class even though I say so myself <laughs> to take you through <laughs> a safe warm-up an amazing workout a full body workout and then a lovely cool down at the end and I think what's built into it that's so good is the recovery. Yes. So building in that little recovery, it's as important as the activity. The yes. quicker you can recover, the fitter you actually are. So you can see that improving every week. And that um, that's the same as Irish dancing. You know, we, we go hard at it for short bursts and then you need to come off stage and recover and then go, yes. go and do it again. You know, so the, the hit class is the perfect way the cross train for Irish dancers and I just I just wish everybody knew about it and was doing it because it's it can only be a good thing for you really yeah. oh yeah it's so funny because at, at the last at the fetch I was at this last weekend um I came off stage after my slip jig and my hornpipe and I wasn't like completely out of breath and you know <gasps> and I was like wow <laughs> like because I've been cycling five miles a day and I walk my dog Great. um but I, I'm coming off of a, bro- a broken ankle so you know I'm trying to limit the the high impact stuff I do on it but I was like wow I guess that really is working because I'm not you know I'm not dripping sweat and I can breathe and it you really do start to see the results and I'm so glad you do that and I I, I think it's important too for um, adult Irish dancers who also teach um, to mm-hmm. you know take care of yourself too because I know I I get so involved in my dancers and their dancing and then I get to a fesh where I'm competing as well at the end of the day, and I, I don't mm-hmm. feel ready because I've been so worried about them for the last six weeks that I'm like, okay, well, you know, this I'm, I'm just going to go out and do it. But, you know, you're right. you got to take care of yourself, and it's it's so much more. And we talked about that on the podcast last week about injuries. It's so much more than just, you know, below the waist. You have to do, you have to do it all. You really do. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to take one of your classes. I'm really excited about this. I'm actually transitioning out of teaching right now when I move. So I'm excited to kind of focus on my own Irish dance and see where I can go with it. And I know part of that is um, part of that is taking care of the rest of my body. So what, what do you like about teaching adults versus kids? Well, it's not really a versus for me. There's, there's good points for both, but what I love about adults is that they are there for themselves. Yes, you know they've not been brought to a class by a parent so their motivation is very strong it's pure they're there for them and so they're really focused and 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 interested in learning the steps and getting better and progressing but at the same time there's this social element because adults you know when you get older you don't do 20 hobbies a week you do one thing if you're lucky so they put their heart and soul into this one thing they develop the most incredible friendships they have such a, a fierce kind of loyalty to, to to Irish dancing and they want everyone to do it. So it's, it's a beautiful thing to see someone who's never Irish danced before, perhaps, to come into the studio 
to take that brave first step because we all know that first step is the hardest it one. is yes. yep <laughs> mm-hmm. that's so Get funny over that the way you <laughs> the way you worded that was perfect that we once we do it we want everybody to do it because that's that's like a recurring theme on this podcast when we ask people, how did you get into Irish dance? And it's always, oh, you know, another adult pulled me in, whether it's a teacher or another adult, you know, dancer, they're like, oh, they, they just said, come to class one night. And I did. And that's, you're right. It's such a, such a social, um, it's, 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 a, it's, a social thing. it's a social thing for us as adults. And you're right. We don't get to socialize a lot. We have families, we have jobs, you know, we have to worry about just being an adult. That's, that's enough. And then to add, add an activity in there is really tough, but you're so right. It's a social thing. And it's, it's been, I think it's just so good for so many adults and it's, Oddly, you know, it, it, it is a little bit um, similar to running that I've noticed where a lot of the runners I would run marathons with were, I mean, 20, 30 years older than me. And, you know, they're running well into their 70s. And I, I see that with Irish dance, too. You know, there is not any sort of quitting age or quitting point. I mean, I know dancers in their 70s and 80s, and it's amazing that they keep going and they can keep going. And I love that. Yeah, that's good. That gives me hope because I always think, when is my body going yes. to quit on me? Because we're so reliant on it, aren't we? Without without the body. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, that's amazing. I mean, the thing that I sort of, we, we talk about finding heart filled here at the Irish Dance Village. This is our philosophy. Finding heart filled, designing your 10 out of 10 day. And like you say, we, you know, some of us have families now. We have jobs. We have mortgages. We have responsibilities. We have dogs whatever it might be, life is, is much more complex now. But we still have this power to design our 10 out of 10 day and to visualize what that might be. And for a lot of us, the the finding that the heart-filled moments that make you the best version of you comes through Irish dance. It comes through, you know, either learning new steps or dancing with friends or, or, or meeting like-minded people. All of this can come from Irish dancing and that is so powerful and that's what's amazing about about it well gosh you know if anybody's listening to this that was considering trying Irish dance I think everything you just said um would persuade them to try absolutely (laughs) I hope so I hope so too Jennifer um first of all thank you so much for being on today tell everybody where they can find you online and on social media and where they can find your hit classes and and just work on their whole body for Irish dance yeah absolutely well we are the Irish Dance Village. You can just search for that on Facebook and on Instagram. I am so happy to answer any questions. So don't be shy. Do get in touch. The hit class is on a Tuesday evening. So that's over here in Scotland. So British summertime around about 7.15 at night. And it's only 30 minutes and it will do you the world of good. Um, yeah, there's lots of classes that you, you can choose from that. We're not affiliated with anyone. So you know, you definitely can come and dip in and try the different classes and the different styles we have. But yeah, come and come and say hi. I'd love to meet you and I'd love to meet all your listeners that you have then. Absolutely. I'm so excited to start. I, I'm driving to Arizona next week and I think it's like two thousand miles. And I'm oh, wow. I I've kind of I'm kinda of looking at next week as like it's it's a wash. It's gone. But then after yes. that, like I'm gonna be there and I can finally focus on my Irish dance and my on fitness. You. And yes. I, I'm so excited to try your class and I think you're such an inspiration and thank you so much for everything you do for adult Irish dancers. Um, again, uh, tell people where they can find you online. Is it a, It's irishdancevillage.co.uk, correct? 
yes, yeah, so our website is irishdancevillage.co.uk, but you can just search for us on Facebook and on Instagram at Irish Dance Village. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being on the podcast. It's it's so great to meet you. And um, I feel like we'll probably chat again. I think we could chat quite a bit more. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Thanks, Jennifer. You have a great day. Thanks for being on the podcast. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Clark. Thank you so much for being with us on our fifth episode. It was a great episode. I think Jennifer and I could have talked for hours. Unfortunately, I don't pay for the uh, the upgraded Zoom plan, so I think I have 40 minutes, and that's all we had. i got to start paying extra money for that. But um, Jennifer Hogan-Roxborough, she is the head of Irish Dance Village. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them online, irishdancevillage.co.uk. It's a great place for adult Irish dancers. She is passionate about helping adult Irish dancers stay fit and take care of our bodies because she said something so poignant that I think we all feel, um, you know, you are always wondering, when is my body going to just say no? When is my body going to be done? And it's, it's a scary thought. And I'm 38 years old and I can absolutely relate to that. When I broke my ankle and it wasn't Irish dance related, but it was while I was teaching and Irish dancing, I broke my ankle. And my first thought was, this is it. This is the universe's way of telling me to stop that my body's done. And I refused to accept that. I, I was kind of down on myself for, I'd say, a solid month and a half. Maybe, I, you know, I'll be honest. The entire time I was in a walking boot, I was pretty depressed about it. Um, but I still stayed in shape. I rode my bike. I rode a stationary bike in my basement because the weather was bad. Um, and I just I refused to accept that maybe my body was done. Your body's done when you want your body to be done. And, you know, sometimes it does tell us that, you know, you got to slow down a little bit. But I think these hit workouts that they do with Irish Dance Village and Jennifer are so helpful. And I'm looking forward to starting my fitness regimen when I'm not teaching anymore and I can focus on myself as an adult Irish dancer. I'm so excited about it. And that's two weeks in a row. We've had two different people. We had Patty last week, who's an adult Irish dancer here in Michigan. And then Jennifer this week expressed how important it is to take care of your entire body when you Irish dance and not just your legs. Patty is a nurse and she goes to the gym regularly. She's, she's like, you got to work out your entire body. It's not just about your legs and your calves and your quads. And Jennifer said the same thing. She's like, it's so much more than that. And not only is that important, but the warm up and cool down is just as important. So let's be kind to our bodies. I'm totally guilty of, um, you know, being mad at my body for things in the past, but I also think it's super important to sit down And really look at our bodies and say, thank you for all you can do for me. And thank you for all you are doing for me. And on a personal note, I say that because my mom is disabled. She has had multiple sclerosis since I was seven years old. Um, I don't remember my mom walking without assistance at all. Uh, I remember one time when I was young, um, she... (laughs) pushed my stroller down a hill and ran alongside it. And it's such a a vague memory. But other than that, I don't remember a time when she wasn't using a walker or canes or a wheelchair. And that's giving me so much gratitude as to what my body can do for me. And, you know, you, you shouldn't have to have a disabled relative or friend to know that, you know, our bodies are a blessing and some of us have more limitations than others, but let's treat our bodies well, okay? Let's be nice to them because they do a lot for us. 
So again, thank you to Jennifer for being on the show today. And I would love to hear from you if you have an issue you want us to tackle here. If you'd like to be on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. AdultIrishFansPodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and you can email me at info at AdultIrishFansPodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining me for the fifth week of our podcast. And I look forward to talking to you next week. My name is Caitlin. I'm 31 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Chris. I'm 45 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I'm Erica. I'm 30 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. Hi, my name is Patty. I'm 56 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Marcel. I am 47 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Grace. I'm 28 years old and I'm an adult Irish step dancer. My name is Eva. I'm 38 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I am Rachel. I'm 35 years old and I am an adult Irish dancer. Check us out online and connect with us at adultirishdancepodcast.com. 